Hey guys, welcome to the Emetophobia Podcast. Casey here. Today on the episode, I'm going to talk about... I don't know how to word this, I guess, but... Um, this is the episode you would send to your friends if you were trying to explain to them what emetophobia is and um, what they can do to help you out with your triggers and with your emetophobia. Um, so emetophobia, in the general, you know, summed up terms is the fear of vomiting. So it is an intense, very, very scary situation for us when we have emetophobia, Um some of us often say that we would rather kill ourselves than throw up there. I mean, we absolutely at all costs do not want to have that happen. So, um, it's also an OCD disorder that gives you OCD tendencies. So there's a lot of rituals involved with it. And there's certain ways of controlling your life and your emetophobia that make you feel more comfortable. Um, oftentimes we'll use mints or, uh, we have panic attacks. We need to go be alone. We need to isolate ourselves. Um, there's a lot of those different things that happen when we have emetophobia, and uh, it's just the intense fear of throwing up. And it's not a funny thing. So um, let me start right off with, I have a lot of buddies, and some of them, when I bring up the fact that I have emetophobia, um, they'll either say, oh, yeah, I don't like throwing up either, or, oh, get over that, man, that's that's not a real thing. And it's just one of those things that, like, be a little bit more uh, compassionate about your friends. If, if your friend brings up something to you like that and is very serious about it, don't give them shit about it. You know what I mean? Like, come on now. Be, be nice to people. Understand that we all have anxieties sometimes and, uh, and you know, be there for your friends. So another thing people like to, to seem to do is uh, they make like gagging sounds or they act like they're throwing up or something. And that is just not something that you should be doing around somebody with emetophobia. It will make um, us either go into a panic attack or be very worried up or or it'll just make us not like you anymore. That's not cool, guys. Like, you don't do that to your friends, man. That's just not cool. It's like if uh, you had an extreme fear of spiders and we just threw a spider on you or snakes or something. You know, it's it's that same type of uh, um, terif- like you're terrified of it. So, um, also... Let's go into what you guys can do to help us out. As people with emetophobia, um, you as friends, here's what you can do to help us out a little bit. Um, first off, this is something I don't like very much. It's, it's kind of scary to me. If you have a stomach ache, I know it sounds mean, but keep it to yourself. I don't want to hear about your little tiny stomach ache because then I'm going to sit there and worry about you the whole time and think that you're nauseous and you're going to throw up and be sick. And that's just... It's an added layer of anxiety that's going to put into my brain that I can't get out now if you tell me that you feel sick. Um, now, if you feel like you're going to throw up and it's really bad, I mean, tell me. But at the same time, we really don't want to see it. We can't be around it. It's going to send us into a panic attack um, like you've never had before. So I would suggest quietly go in the bathroom, do your thing. If you need to throw up, do that. Or if you're out in public, maybe go behind a tree or something. Try to do it away from us as much as possible. And I don't want to hear about it afterwards, okay? I don't. Nobody wants to hear about that stuff when they have emetophobia. It's it's terrifying. The more you can uh, get yourself away from us, do it on your own time, um, and you know, not talk about it afterwards. That would be phenomenal. Um, and now, usually, if you have a friend who has emetophobia, uh, I said usually we're going to bring it up to you, so you're going to know that we have this thing. So keep that in your mind as a very important thing about your new friend. So if I come up to you and say, hey, I have emetophobia, I'm, I'm extremely afraid of throwing up and other people throwing up, um, think about that the next time you get sick. And I know it's not your, you know, 
you don't, it's not your obligation to have to do those things for me, but if you want to be my friend and make me feel comfortable, that's something that you could definitely do. Also, just talking to me. I mean, you know, being compassionate about the things that, um, and understanding about these, these fears that I have and not, not, you know, making me feel like shit about it is the way to go. So, um, for instance, if you came up to me and and I said, you know, I'm, I'm having a panic attack right now, you know, sit there with me and talk to me for a minute. Don't just say, oh, that sucks, and then walk away. That's not going to help me at all. Say, oh, man, well, what's going on with you? What, what happened? You know, really, even if you have to act like it, just act like you care about it because it is very important to us, um, and I don't think that a lot of people can understand that in the way that we understand it. Um, so being out in public, let's let's touch on that for just a second. If we're out in public and uh, we're, we're drinking or we're, we're having a dinner somewhere and... Maybe don't drink a ton of alcohol around us. Um, that stuff really makes us nervous um, because alcohol, with alcohol, comes you know nausea and uh, possible throwing up. So I know I hate to, to limit people, but at the same time, this emetophobia is something that we can't get rid of. It's not like something that just switches on and off in our head. It's there all the time. So the moment you start drinking, we're going to be worried, and the more you drink, the more worried we're going to get and anxious, and it could cause us to have a panic attack. Um, or just freak out and have to leave, and especially if you get sick, that's the biggest deal here. Uh, I know it can be difficult when you start drinking to, to stop, but maybe limit yourself, or just drink a water in between, you know, have, have a glass of water in between these uh, mixed drinks you're having, or whatever you're doing out there. Also realize that when we're out in public, every once in a while, we might need to kind of like isolate ourselves, because we're having a panic attack, and, and that's the best way we know how to deal with it sometimes, is to just get away from everything. Go hide in the car, go hide in the bathroom, we need to go away. Um, now, you, you as uh, people with emetophobia should be telling your friends this stuff and saying, hey, before we go out, um, I might have a panic attack. I just need to let you know that. So if I walk away and say I need to go have a minute to myself, that's just what's happening, okay? I'm not trying to leave or be weird or anything. I just, if I have a panic attack, sometimes I need to walk away. And you as friends should understand that and say, no problem, guys. Um, and I have, I have some really good buddies who are very supportive of my emetophobia and they know that if I need to walk away or go for a walk for a minute, they're just totally cool with that. And they say, all right, man, just uh, give me a text or call. Um, if you, uh, uh, if you're coming back and we'll, we'll, we'll be here. So just being supportive and understanding of, uh, of your homies that have emetophobia is a big deal. And it's going to, I am so sorry about that. I got a phone call right in the middle of the podcast. Um, I should definitely turn on the do not disturb next time. So um, I kind of lost where I was at there, but I think we were talking about having friends being supportive, uh, being out in public, um, and if you need to walk away, um, tell them that and, and try to explain it the best way you can. And you as friends should understand that our emetophobia is not a controllable thing. I cannot control when it happens. So um, certain things and triggers will set us off. Uh, let's touch on that a little bit. So um, you getting nauseous, like I said, will... We'll, definitely set us off and make us very uneasy. Um, smoking too much weed around us or drinking too much alcohol is definitely a problem sometimes. Um, and it makes us feel a little bit uneasy if, uh, I don't know, we're very hyper aware of what's going on. So as people with emetophobia, um, I can't speak for everybody, but myself, um, when I'm out in public and I have buddies with me or something, I'm constantly looking at their faces. I'm, I'm, uh, checking out their, uh, the things that they're doing. I'm making sure that everything is just on point and nobody's getting nauseous or sick. Uh, I try to make sure that nobody eats too much food before we get in the car. Like I, I'm very weird about things and I have to ask a million questions all the time. Um, so that's something that we end up doing. But as far as triggers go, um, 
yeah, pretty much anything to do with nausea or being sick or anything like that, or if you were joking about it or just telling us a story about a time when you got really sick, maybe keep those stories to yourself. Um, or bring it up and say, hey, this is a little bit of a trigger warning, but this is what happened to me the other day. Uh, and, and then maybe start talking about it that way. And we're, we totally have the right to say, hey, I don't want to hear about the, the, the throw-up story right now. I'm sorry, but I just can't handle it. Um, realize also that uh, sometimes being in cars is a trigger. So we get uh, car sick or we need to pull over, have panic attacks. Um, so riding in your vehicle with you, I know it doesn't seem like a big deal to you, but to us it can be very scary and terrifying sometimes when we're in a car with somebody else. Um, because with emetophobia, we need to have control all the time. That's kind of what this all is about. It's an OCD type uh, disorder. So um, you get all these OCD tendencies and rituals and um, you have to be in control of a lot of things or else you feel like life is just going out of control. And that's a very scary situation. So um, when, when other people are in control of our lives or in control of the situation, uh, we can get very uneasy about that and, and maybe have a panic attack or freak out a little bit. And that's okay. But um, you as friends should be able to, I, I think what I like to, when my friends do is when they just start talking to me, just have a conversation, get my mind off of it. Talk to me as much as you can. Um, don't just blare music really loud. That's not something that will help us. It's like, you know, one of those uh, sensitivity things where it's like we're just hypersensitive to things sometimes. So have a conversation with us. Just start talking. Have a good conversation about an old past thing that we did or something and uh, get my mind off of it as much as possible because the more I can get talking and thinking about other things, the faster I can get away from that panic attack or that uneasy feeling. So, um, but yeah. So also going over to people's houses sometimes can be a little nerve wracking because um, if you're in high school or if uh, your, your friends still live with their parents or something and they invite you over for dinner, um, if you don't say no first <laughs> and uh, you end up going over there as people with emetophobia, uh, it can be a little uh, nerve wracking sometimes because other people are making your food for you. And uh, us with emetophobia have a lot of um, rituals and problems around food. So um, it's not something funny for people who don't have it to make fun of us for. Um, if we don't end up eating a bunch of food, don't try to force us to eat food because it's just going to make us feel uncomfortable. And it's not something that we want to do at the time. It's obviously because we are um, very nauseous and we just physically cannot eat at that time. And if we turn down food that you've made for us or your parents have made, it's it's nothing personal, man. It's just that sometimes we don't trust the situation. We've, we're in a weird place that we don't know what happened with that food or if your, your family uses outdated food or if um, maybe something got touched and they didn't wash their hands. Or There's just certain little things that go along in our head that are just those OCD tendencies that um, we need to feel comfortable when we're eating. And if we don't feel comfortable, there's just nothing we can do to change that fact. Um, we can talk to ourselves and tell ourselves it's going to be okay as much as we want. But at the end of the day, we're going to have a panic attack and be nauseous if we eat that food. So that's something to look out for as well. Um, I'm sorry, I'm doing this off the top of my head. I should have been a little more prepared, but I'm just trying to go off the things that bother me when I'm out in public with people or if I have friends. Um, so yeah, definitely don't tell us stories about throwing up. That is just like the number one thing. I don't want to hear about that stuff because I don't want to stop you from saying the story because it's kind of a dick thing to do. But at the same time, like it's making me feel very sick and I don't want to hear about it. It's just not something we want to hear about. I want to reiterate on that real quick because that's something that happens a lot with me and my friends. Um, also, talking about drugs, I don't know why, but it makes me feel very sick and nauseous and like um, it's just an uneasy thing for me to talk about because I used to do drugs when I was younger and uh, now people telling me they're like drug stories and all the drugs they've done is just not something I want to hear about sometimes. It's just, 
kind of nerve-wracking, and I know there's usually sickness involved in that and, and a lot of other things, so not something we want to hear about as well. Um, let's talk about parties and stuff. Yeah, like I said, the alcohol and weed thing is, is a problem, but also being out at parties, just social anxiety for us is, is scary because of the amount of people around us, and just the, the odds of people getting sick is so much higher when there's a lot of people, and just the odds of us catching things. So, we're very afraid of catching the flu or corona or anything like that nowadays. So um, we try to stay away from people as much as possible if we can, especially people we don't know that we don't really want to ask them if they've had the flu in the last couple of weeks or so. Um, but we will. Um, sometimes we'll ask you um, if we haven't hung out with you in a while. We'll say, hey, have you had the flu? Have you been sick in the last couple of weeks? Uh, how are you feeling today? Uh, do you have any symptoms of anything? Like, and instead of being a dick and replying back and saying, wow, why would you ask me that? I don't know. What to, just answer us with a, a, an answer. Give us a solid answer. Say yes or no. Um, yes, I felt sick the other day. No, it wasn't due to the flu. I just ate too much food or drank too much pop or something. You know, so be a little bit more uh, understanding of the situation and realize that your answer is now going to decide our next hanging out. You know what I mean? Like if you tell me that you were really sick yesterday, I'm not going to want to hang out with you today. You know what I mean? And it's just something that um, you need to tell us because we cannot get sick. It's a very uh, traumatic experience for us. We are trying at all costs. I know that you don't want to get sick either, but at the same time, like ours is a whole different situation where it is like the end of the world if we get the flu. And for you, it's just, you know, it's, it sucks and I, I feel for you and I don't want you to get the flu, but you're not thinking about it 24-7. It's not something that you think about every time you touch a doorknob or get in the car with somebody else or be around people. Um, so just be understanding of that and realize that it's not in our control. It's just something that's in our head that we can't get out of our head. Um, touching on that too, uh, yeah, emetophobia is not something we can control at all. So telling me to get over it or just don't be a pussy or, um, just come hang out, man, just come on. That's very insensitive to the situation and it's just not something that we need. It doesn't help us at all. It makes us feel obligated or pressured to do things. And the more we feel like that, the more chance that we're going to have a panic attack or have anxiety or freak out about things. So um, being understanding and saying like, oh, I'm so sorry um, if you're if you're feeling um, sick today or nauseous or you're having a panic attack, it's totally cool if you don't want to hang out. Um, but if you want to, I'm totally here for you and, and I'll be there for you if you want to hang out with me. You know, and just being understanding of the situation. That's really what we're looking for in a, in a friendship with people. And just not being a dick, man. Don't be a dick. It's not something that I'm like trying to be a pussy about something or uh, get out of things. It's just my emetophobia sometimes controls the way I think. And there's just nothing I can do about that. So um, helping me through it versus being a dick about it is the way to go all the time. Every single time. Um yeah, just being understanding is a big deal. Um, if you're not understanding with me, I'm just going to drop you as a friend because I can't be around people who are not going to like hype me up to be a, a better person. If you're going to be a dick and tell me that I'm being a pussy or if I, uh, that I just need to get over it, then I'm not going to want to be around you very much. So, uh, yeah. Um, let me think for just a second. If uh, you have a significant other um, and they have been either making fun of you, especially if you're a, 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 a female and you have a, a male companion and he's kind of a dick about your emetophobia and he's always making jokes about it and, and fake gagging and stuff, drop that dude. I know it's not that easy, but either have a really long conversation with him about what's going on and, and how you know traumatic this stuff is for you. Um, and if he can't understand that and get on your level there, then it's just not something you need to be with because that's not going to better your emetophobia. That's going to make it worse. 
And uh, being around people like that who are super insensitive, like alpha male type guys who think that they can just, you know, I don't know, scare it out of you or whatever the hell they're trying to do, um, it's just not the way to go about it. And if you're with a guy like that, I really highly suggest either taking a little break for a while to focus on yourself or just completely dropping a guy like that. That's not going to help you out in the long run if you're metaphobia or with your your own self-love and your your anxiety. So um, I've realized over the years that I was kind of like that at first. I, when girls had anxiety around me, I kind of just did the whole get over it type thing or just why don't you just be happy. And that's just so insensitive. And I didn't know it at the time. And I realized now that I was being a dick and I, I should have thought about it a little more because I think I took my anger out on other people because I had a metaphobia and I was just really angry at myself. And um, once I started to get over my metaphobia a little bit, I started to kind of be like a, a more confident person about things. And I was more... I was kind of a dick. I was a little bit conceited about things and saying, well, if I can do it, you can do it. Um, but instead, I needed to kind of take the approach of, um, you know, I did it, so let me help you do it. You know, instead of being a dick about it and just saying, get over it, because that's not how I did it either. And I was just being a dick. And I mean, it's just something that we get sometimes where we feel entitled because we did something that was very difficult and we got past it. But that doesn't mean that we need to be a dick to other people and expect them to get over it in one day because that's just not how things work. Um, so helping people through these these traumatic events or these problems that they're having um, in the long run will will help them be a better friend of yours and will also help them with their emetophobia and their anxiety. So um, I'm going to make a part two to this episode. I'll do a little more research on this. Um, I'll find some better points and uh, I'll come back tomorrow morning and we'll, we'll do a part two as well. How about that? Um, I feel kind of... Uh, bad about this episode because I was going to do a lot of research last night. I ended up just going to sleep. My girlfriend got home and we spent some time together. So I didn't get a lot of time to uh, focus on the podcast. But tonight when I get home, I will do a ton of research. I will make sure I bring up some really good points in the next episode and I'll really finish this one off. Um, So if you want to find me, I'm over on Instagram at the Emetophobia podcast. I'm on the uh, Gmail at the Emetophobia podcast at gmail.com. There's a Facebook group called Emetophobia Community. There is a website called emetophobias.com, and I think that's about it. So yeah, reach me out, uh, reach out to me on anything. I'm actually on Twitter now too. I think it's the uh, um, Emetophobia Pod. If you want to go check it out on Twitter, not very active on there yet, but we'll get there one day. And I'm also starting a YouTube channel within the next week or so for these uh, podcast episodes that end up turning out to be videos. So uh, I'll, I'll be releasing those there. Uh, it'll be mostly the featured episodes with other people. Um, also, the new episode with. Uh, um, Oh man, can't remember her name now. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, Ava, Ava, sorry. Uh, the new episode with Ava is out right now. Uh, we talk about emetophobia in college and everything else. Um, we, we go on a lot of topics in the, the episode, so definitely go check that one out. It's going to be the episode before this one, so um, yeah, check that out. You guys have a very wonderful day. Um, your homework for today, you got to have homework. So your homework for today is to go out and talk to your friends about emetophobia. Talk to at least one person in your family or a friend that you have about your emetophobia and really get it out all on the table and explain yourself to people. Um, The faster you can do that and and get everybody else on board with the situation, um, understanding where you're coming from and and being a little more understanding towards the situation will help you out over time and it will help them to understand where you're coming from. So that's your homework for today. Go talk to somebody about your emetophobia. Even if it's me, come on DMs and and hit me up about your emetophobia. I'd love to talk about it. I like to hear people's stories and uh, help you guys out as much as possible. So have a wonderful day. We'll see you on the next episode.